Hello, my name is Kate Gingell and you're listening to the Remarkableness podcast, Conversations with Remarkable People. Today I'm with the remarkable and very wonderful Jane Hodgett. Jane is a reflexologist and Reiki practitioner. She also uses numerology to help give people clarity and guidance. She's an accomplished artist and runs regular sessions for those wanting to have some fun and play with paint. Today we'll hear how Jane uses all of these talents and healing modalities to help others find balance and a greater sense of well-being in mind, body and spirit. So Jane, um, thank you so much for agreeing to be interviewed today. It's lovely to be here with you. Um, We've known each other for a little while and um, as I said in the intro, you're a, um, a Reiki practitioner, reflexologist, um, you do some numerology as well, you're an artist, you run amazing um, and fun evenings for people to come and have a bit of a play with paint. Um, so you do so many things all about helping others at the end of the day and um, it would be great to hear, I guess, a bit about your background and how it sort of all started and uh, where you, I, I suppose, felt this direction came from. Um, yes. I- I think I've always, I think um, I've always been intrigued and wanted to know about things, and 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 you know you have challenges in your life that that sometimes make you question. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the meaning of life? And I guess when you are a teenager, you often do question. Well, where, who am I, and where am I going, and do I want to be like that person, or do I want to? <laughs> um, and um, and as an also as an artist. Mm. I um, a lot of artists, you know, you, you create um, imagination and and mm. want to ask questions and about life and nature and what makes things work and mm. um, so I guess yeah. Um, Have you always painted? Is that something you've done from a child? From yes, a, mm. yes. When I was a little girl, I used to have you know the little uh, wax crayons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was also like a way of. I think it was like used to escape. Mm. and go somewhere else when, and I, mm. when, you're, when, you're, when you're doing some artwork it doesn't matter what's going on around you and if your parents are arguing mm. you could just you go somewhere else mm. did so, that happen a lot? yes it did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> although at my, my age they used to say just go outside you know mm. we have to, used to go outside and play and all that you know it wasn't work there was no worry about sort of you know stranger danger it was like no. go outside and play yeah. and just yeah. come back in the yes. evening they didn't know where we were or what we were doing <laughs> no well, I remember that <laughs> So what was your what was your childhood like then? Um, it well, it's the only thing you ever knew, isn't it? Really, uh, but the fighting and the arguments were were tough, and, and I think you know that wasn't the only household that happened. Mm. And if they're too busy fighting, they don't really have much give you much attention, do they? Really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I really wanted that. Um, mm. But nature and art and just being you know and harmony I need harmony around me so mm. I think mm. I think the art was an outlet for just escaping mm-hmm. and sort of like going somewhere else in your head yeah yeah <laughs> and so I know that um they did your parents did get divorced in the end how did yes. that actually affect you and and yeah and how perhaps has contributed that contributed to where the direction you went in yeah, well, I think I've always been arts-related, so um, art and drama, and I had the opportunity to do drama mm-hmm. when I was in um, year 11 and 12, and again, that was a that was lovely, that was an escape into another reality, you know, if you're acting in a play, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also creative, yeah. and you're working with other people, it's yeah. a collaboration, so I really like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I went to art college for a couple of years and then transferred and did teacher training. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think I could cope with the freedom of the art because I didn't feel like I had could channel anything to say. I think that took a while. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I used my art when I was drama mm. teaching. Mm. Okay. And um, I think I'm, yeah, I still use my teaching skills now mm. because it's about empowering people, mm. not power over. Yeah, no, exactly. And, mm. and, and giving them, giving children, teenage children a safe play, a safe environment so they can, they can explore and create mm. and giving them enough structure mm. that they feel that they can explore and create. Mm. Okay. And, and I guess I still do that now. In my work, I'm actually helping people feel empowered in their lives again mm. and how, giving them a little, help them feel that they have a direction or they've come back to being more directional in their life and mm. feeling more positive about their life. Mm. So all of the modalities I use is to help feeling people feel a bit more positive. Yeah. So what, what stage was it that you actually decided to do, um, to actually go into reflexology and, and Reiki? Um, um, I guess um, the drama teaching was hard, the commitment was hard once, once I had children. Mm. And I moved from the UK, where I did my degree, mm -hmm. to Australia. And state schools wouldn't recognise my certificate, oh, my, right. my, my degree, because you had to have two modalities, and I only had drama, mm -hmm. and I didn't want to work in a private school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, and I was having reflexology myself, and found it really deeply relaxing. Reflexology is like having a massage on the inside, mm. which helped me... And um, and I, I was having reflexology with an Australian lady called Sue Ahinga, mm -hmm. who actually ran the Australian School of Reflexology. Oh, right. And mm. she was doing a weekend course, mm. and I thought, I'm going to do that. Mm. And um, that was it. I thought, I have to do this. This is something I have to do. Um, and, I, and I'd already been, had a, a sort of a spiritual experience when I was 20, when I lost someone that I loved. And... Um, I had a feeling that he was around before mm. he was buried two mm. days after he died mm -hmm. I could feel him next to me um, so I'd already been looking at spirit, um, spiritual churches and questioning life after death mm. and, you know um, and, and, and yeah and the reflexology was just something hands on that I thought was amazing that you could do to help people um, and I did my Reiki 1 at the same time Mm. And as a crystal course, so I learned, and it just I just felt it felt like right. It yes. felt right. So just so just so I understand, but because I've had um, I've had the pleasure and the privilege of having many yeah. sessions with you. So reflexology to me was more about I suppose the physical in a way because of all the um, the acupressure pressure points and that in yes. the body and the reiki. And obviously the crystal is more about the ener energy healing. Yes, I mean, mm. everyone is different. But for mm. me, um, the reflexology, I have a map of the body in my head when I'm right. moving the feet. Mm -hmm. And so I am thinking about, you know, the medical intuitive. Mm -hmm. And the Reiki is more open to cha um, channeling energy mm. through. I don't push p energy into people. I just let myself channel it through. And mm. it goes to wherever they need it to go. And... Mm. Um, it's just a yes. It's a different, slightly different modality, mm. um, but I can still do some energy work with the rate with 
the reflexology, so there are energy points that you hold and yep. you can still get feelings through. But it is, it's like sort of down and through the body. Mm. And the Reiki is like energy on the, in work, working in the auric field. Yeah. So, so you're working from a, um, a point of um, helping people with the emotional very much as well as, as, well as the physical. Yeah, because mm. we're not one dimensional. Mm. <laughs> and that, you know, mind, body, spirit mm. is, you know. So often I'd like to sit before someone comes and just tune in and, and I will often get um, information through mm. for mm. them uh, about what's happening now. But it's all about helping people move forward mm. in a positive way in their lives. Yeah. Because our life can be so frantic that sometimes we just lose lose focus. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, I know that, um, I mean, I've turned up and you've, you know, it's been fascinating that you've already known, <laughs> known sort of what's going on. Yeah. Um, and, that, and having that ability then to actually really um i suppose have a much more um um uh, pointed session i yeah. suppose for somebody yeah. so getting to the getting to the root of it yes mm. well it, it is just about helping people mm. move mm. forward mm. and whatever way you can mm. so whether it's bush flower essences that can help with emotional mm. stuff and that's mm. something that they can take away with them yeah um or reflexology or reiki mm. And as more of the sort of, um, I know the word spiritual is sort of thrown around a lot, but as mm. the more sort of spiritual, I suppose, for want of a better word, side of things for you has has grown in a way. Has there ever been a sort of crisis of confidence where you're worried about that people think you're just getting a bit out there or um, or is it just a knowing in you that that's... It's a knowing and, mm. you know, it's really interesting in your life's journey, isn't it? How it is a journey. Mm. And sometimes looking back, you can understand, oh, that was a challenging time. Mm. But look what I learned from that and look what came out from that. So mm. it wasn't necessarily, it was challenging and emotionally maybe upsetting. But out of that came so much positive knowledge and awareness. And mm. uh, almost sometimes it's challenges that help you grow. Mm. Mm. and give you the impetus to sort of go in a direction that you're meant to be going yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. I often wonder at what point in people's lives they come to that um, reality, I suppose, because yeah. you see so many people going through really terrible things um, and you can't, you know, you can't say to them at the time, oh, well, you know, something, something, something good will, no, you come, can't. will come out of this or, you know, you'll, what have you learned, what have you learned from this until maybe much later, perhaps when, I mean, all these things often can make us stronger, but at the same time, um, it, it, it also can, you know, when bad things happen, they knock us sideways as well. I know. Um, so I, I don't... I know it. Not, not everybody. No, not, not mm. um, no, I wouldn't ever want to sort of demean any awful thing. Mm. Um, uh, sometimes that makes you understand something mm. or makes you understand that pe- people don't really die. Mm. Talk a bit more about that because <laughs> I die. <laughs> um, Actually, I was at the Minds, Body and Spirit Festival a couple of weeks ago and Mitchell Coombs stood on the stage and the first thing he said was, we don't die. Mm. And I thought, go you. Mm. <laughs> just, just just, get it out there straight away. We don't die. <laughs> we just 
move into another dimension. We actually go home and there's a party there for us. <laughs> and, um, and it makes you um, honor life more and understand mm. that, that we're, our soul has a journey and fulfilling this. And there's no time limit. And, and that once you realize that we're more than this body, mm. it really helps you witness and step back a bit and go, you know, okay, I can choose my thoughts and feelings. I can connect to my higher self. Um, where those really, you know, like unconditional love and healing comes from another dimension. It comes from your higher self. So when, when people are on on my bed and they fall asleep, mm. I think I'd say, well, don't apologize. That's mm. a healing sleep because you've gone to another level of consciousness where mm. healing takes place. Because mm. healing doesn't take place when we're awake consciously. <laughs> um, so yes, I, 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 you know, it's it really helps you understand or feel really good about where you are when mm. you understand that you're a soul in a body having this amazing experience and that you what you can create in your life whatever you want mm. and when things happen even if they're challenging it's an opportunity for you to make a positive out of it that you have a choice you know mm. the glass is either half empty or half full mm. and when you realize that you're so much more than this body then you you know we're so amazing at creating and then you think well what can I do you know, sometimes you know parents lose children and they start creating groups to help other mm. parents who've lost children yes, that way that mm. and that's empowering and it's that we're never alone and we all are here to ultimately help each mm. other. You know, love and compassion mm. Mm. is very powerful. Yeah, and healing. Yeah, um, and it helps them, I guess, heal. Mm. And, and I believe that you know that those children are there on the other side, being looked after and still connected through love. Mm. That love connects us, even when someone moves to the other side of the veil mm. that we're always connected through love mm. that's yeah. beautiful and you talk about our guides being around us yes and people who we've known yes um, ancestors yes and i think you know like in everyday life out there we can forget mm. Mm. although everyone feels connected when they go into the nature doesn't yes, everyone absolutely, feels connected absolutely. to mm. the mm. creator or the divine mm. when they're in nature, don't mm. they? Yeah. And, and uplifted. Yes. Because nature is positive. Mm. And we can be positive. We can choose to be positive every day. And I think when I realized that, I had a, a lovely mentor called Nash Chase, and I worked with him for eight years. Mm -hmm. But there's no accidents, is there? No. <laughs> People come in and out of your life at yes, certain times, at the right time. Yes, and, it's exactly. all, mm. and, and he used to, you know, he really taught me a lot of things. Lovely, lovely man. And he, you know, about witnessing and about, you know, energy energy flows where attention goes. So if mm. you focus on negative stuff in your life, you're going to create more negative stuff. And if you focus on positive, you're going to actually create more positive. Mm. Mm. And, um, and when he taught me that you can choose your thoughts and um, 
you know, you are not your feelings and you are not your thoughts. That's not who you are. Mm. That was so liberating for me as an emotional woman. Yeah. <laughs> mm. And I used to identify with my thoughts mm. and my feelings. Well, like and the vast majority of people do, don't they? I mean, that's, uh, well, when the same thoughts that we had yesterday, the day before and the day before, and most of them are negative. Yes, mm. and you think mm. that's who you are, mm. and it's mm. not. Mm. And it's so empowering to understand that mm. and go, oh, I'm... I'm not that. I can be whatever I want to be. And I let's go over here and be positive. And then your life just turns around and you think, oh my goodness, this is like magic. It's magic. But we don't realise how amazing we are as as manifestors, do we? No, no. And also, you know, your guys are around you, but there is that sort of like, which is, you know, we've been given free will. So there are rules. We've been given free will. So they're not going to just step in and go, yeah, we'll do this for you. (laughs) Because that's not how you're going to grow anyway. So you have to ask them and remember when you wake up in the morning to ask them to help you and be close to you. And that gives them permission to help more. And have a relationship with them. Um, And have a relationship with your higher self. Um, So, you know, meditation, journaling. I was going to say, meditate for people who, who would love to sort of move into that mm. sort of space a bit. Meditation is, is probably the, the best way, is it? And writing, journaling, you say. Yes, but there's mm. different ways of meditating. Yeah. So some people, are, that's part of their life purpose, to just om mm-hmm. and send love to the planet. Mm. And other people meditating and others in you know, things. Mm. So, yeah, I, yeah I, I sort of channel a bit when I'm doing my artwork and mm. get messages through through a knowing way mm. and and journaling I, I find that I get messages through when I'm journaling yeah and just that aware, becoming aware becoming more aware mm. um, and everyone can do it so when you journal just going into the sort of practice are you do you have a thought in your mind before you start or actually is it journaling without it's you're just writing um, um, I usually have yeah I so questions mm. and, and yeah. just ask questions them. Yeah, ask. Yeah. Mm. And oracle cards can help with that too, or mm. just the knowing, mm. depending on, yeah. Um, mm. And it's all just an amazing journey, isn't it? Mm. So I'm, if I thought I had to be perfect, I wouldn't be able to do this work. So I'm, I'm still learning, which is great. Mm. I love, I'm mm. still journeying. And, yeah. Um, and learning, which is so awesome. Mm. Mm. I, I feel at the moment I've got a sort of shamanic connection to nature so for me that's where I connect to spirit when I'm in nature mm. and mother earth and mm. and I have um, a project at the moment that I'm, I'm doing my own oracle cards and they're all oh, earth. so exciting I, I can't wait to see those they're all yeah. earth based and mm. I have to keep mm. focused <laughs> but um mm. there's you know I've, I've had messages through just through writing the cards mm. They've come out as poems. Oh, how wonderful. And I don't you? think that's me. I think there's spirit helping me. Mm. And I think we were also saying earlier that people like yourself who have got so much to offer others, there is a growing consciousness and a growing awareness amongst people. So it is, an, it, for some, in some way, it's a little bit staying, staying ahead of the game mm-hmm. so that you are actually able to help those people move forward as well and yeah. um, perhaps have a better understanding too. So it is yeah. about always growing. And, yeah. Uh, tell me, what do your children feel about what you do? Um... 
My children are adult. I yes. can't believe they're 28 and 29. That's <laughs> no, just no, shocking me. Thank you. Through association, I don't. I never really lecture them about what I'm doing. Mm. It's just through association they know that mum does this and this. Mm. Um, and through association, it gives them permission on a sort of energetic level to access that too. So my son will turn around and go, the universe is saying this, mum. Yeah. And in fact, when he was here last Christmas, we had some lovely uh, one-to-ones talking, mm-hmm. and he has a really deep awareness of connection and relationships and emotional sort of development. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's his... And, and he's a, an indigo child, so mm-hmm. he's here to shape people up and make changes and do it his way and not mm-hmm. conform. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, he, he's my daughter as well. She's you know she's got a lot of connections. She's a teacher mm. and very um, devoted teacher. Mm-hmm. Very conscientious. Mm. I think they're proud of me. I'm sure they are. I hope they are. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's sort of they don't get involved in what I do. They just mm. they watch and think, wow. Well, my son does creative stuff, and my daughter is a teacher, so yeah. she's a, a master number 33, so she, mm. it is about being of service for her in her life. It would life. be great, I mean, on that note, I was going to ask a little bit, because it's funny, I was um, an open and, I mean, hopelessly ignorant, but open to learning about all sorts of modalities, but one that I was a little bit... Uh, I suppose, sceptical of numerology <laughs> until I had a session with you and you've um, never met any of my children no. and I told, I told you their birthdays yeah. and you described each of them to an absolute T um, from what they did to yeah. do their characteristics. So talk a little bit about that and the master numbers perhaps. And um, it, is a, mm. it is an energy thing that mm. the numbers, numbers have, have energy. Mm. So it's just part of the... The um, what is it? Um, the quantumness of our lives mm-hmm. and of the planet. There's a quantum energy here, and I mean scientists are becoming more and more aware of quantumness because, mm. in yes. fact, that's the way healing is going to go. Self self healing is a quantum thing. Our DNA, like I think it's like ninety percent of our DNA is actually quantum, and scientists haven't worked it out yet. Um, but apparently that's so. <laughs> and once Amazing. we connect and they get machines that can actually connect to the quantum energy Mm. then we can actually heal ourselves you know Mm. isn't it strange that cancer can be in our body and our bodies won't tell us Mm. Mm. because we're not we haven't switched our we just haven't got we haven't we're not switched on enough but Mm. as we Mm. as our conscious awareness grows Mm. um then we're going to be more switched on and we'll be aware of that and not and and we won't we're not meant to be ill we're not meant Mm. we're meant to live Mm. for Mm. hundreds of years and we're meant to redo our bodies and at the moment our bodies are on apparently only on on automatic and we're meant to age and die at a certain age in order to create that karmic cycle but we don't have to (laughs) we can actually live for a long time apparently wow I'm not sure that's so nice. I know, <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it's yeah. mm. awesome stuff, I know, mm. stuff. just listening to. It is absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And so, so the numerology... Well, so numerology mm. is an energy, mm. Okay. and then numbers have energy, and mm. countries have numbers. Mm. So America is a five, right? and Australia is a three, right? Uh, and um, Gaia is four, which is about... Mother Earth. 
earth energy being mm. earthed mm. and in numerology um to the feminine and four is the masculine yes. but but four is also an, a grounding earth number right and, um, um so i've got friends that are fours and they're they're grounded but then mm. you know i've got a spiritual friend that's a four and she really connects to crystals and crystals come from the earth mm. and mm. so that four energy helps her mm. really sort of spiritually connect to crystals mm. Mm. Um, England is a three and Australia is a three. <clears throat> and what does a three mean? Three is about, um, it's the actor and the poet. Right. So it's the communica- creative communicator. Okay. So I guess that's why, you know, like there's a, more of a connection in some ways. Australia has a connection to England. And yes. That acting, singing, we've got some great actors mm. that have come from Australia. And musicians. And musicians, mm. yeah. Mm. International. Mm. So... That's the three. Mm. Um, threes are witty. Three, the energy of three is like witty. And right. Yeah. I'd highly, I mean, anybody who's listening to this who lives in Sydney, let me tell you, highly recommend coming to have a session with Jane for any of those things, actually. But I do think, I think numerology is particularly Yes, it is interesting. Mm. And I do little, you know, um, three-week courses mm. for people also because mm. it's a great tool of understanding so they can understand their family a bit more so you know I've done my my daughters and my son's numbers yes and my sister and my mum's and my dad's numbers and it helps me go oh okay so that's mm. how they are because of that's how you know and it helps me understand my my, my children mm. you know mm. their strengths yeah and and some maybe their weaknesses because yes. my children and I um, none of us have a four Right. We don't have any force, so we're not grounded, but we're, we are creative. <laughs> you know, when my son walk, runs out the door and leaves the front door open, mm. I think oh, that's just because he's not grounded and he's focusing on something. Right. So you really can't go back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very interesting. It's funny. So I have to ground myself a lot. So mm. when you're doing spiritual work, you mm. have the more spiritual connection you have, the more grounded you have to be. Yeah. And so mm. I have to work on that because mm. um, I've got six ones in my numbers mm. so it's a lot of energy and I have to ground it so I have to find ways of grounding it right. sometimes it's just black tourmaline in the bra right that's it <laughs> okay. that's all that just happens it's the only thing <laughs> it's funny I didn't know I should tell this on the podcast but um Jane was the one who said you know said that she did put crystals in her bra yes so I I started doing that yes. as well and um hysterical um creeping into the bedroom at night completely forgetting but i you got do. them in there you do flying out and landing on the dog's head <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing you take your bra off and you've forgotten and you all fall somewhere and you think oh and then weeks later you find this little yes. crystal on the floor and you go, oh my god that's where it went <laughs> now going back to um I guess why people come and see other do you find there are more reasons than particular reasons why people come and see you um, from a from a healing perspective is it more emotional more physical or a combination of both combination or? sometimes mm. people just feel their energy doesn't feel right mm-hmm. and other times they'll just feel you know I don't know why Jane but I really got a, a message to come and see mm. you <laughs> um, and then I have people who come regularly mm. uh, and I, I think you know, you want people to move forward and you don't want them to stay. But sometimes the outside life is so frantic mm. that they just need regular little top-ups. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think they're staying the same. Uh, and some people just come once or twice and that's it. Mm. 
Um, but because life is so frantic, mm. then I feel like it's not like they're staying the same, but you're helping them on an ongoing basis. Yeah, yeah. You know, I have a lady that's on her feet, and she's over 60, and she runs a patisserie shop, and she's on her feet for about 14 hours, sometimes 14 hours a wow. day. Mm. Um, so she loves reflexology. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bet she does. <laughs> You know, and she's mm. a very, but she's also a very spiritual mm. lady, and mm. I think she just likes that calming effect. Mm. Um, and are you seeing children, more children? No, mm. it's really interesting. It is. Um, you know, I've been working with a business networking group and mm. with Kristen and a marketer, mm. and it's like, well, who are your clients? And my clients do tend to be um, more mature ladies. Mm-hmm. A few men, but mainly ladies. Right. Mm. who are have so much you know when you get to 45 55 then you've got a lot of responsibility in your life mm. and maybe need some help with direction or just mm. reconnecting to to who you are a bit more self-care yeah after who you the are children if you've got the, family mm. and mm. pulling you and children and work mm. responsibilities mm. that's a lot mm. and you're doing some, just changing tag a bit, but you're doing some voluntary work with cancer patients yes. uh, at the moment. And, yeah. and how do you, which is a wonderful thing to be doing, how do you find that? Humbling, mm-hmm. intense. Um, it's, a, it's a program, so I go regularly, and I only go once a month for right. um, an afternoon. Um, but those people are very courageous. The treatment, they have to be courageous to mm. do the treatment. It's huge and there are lots of side effects from the treatment you know they have um, it's invasive surgery and they have not just maybe a breast removed or um, but um, lymph nodes removed so they have lymphatic problems yeah I do a lot of lymphatic work and it's very reflexology yes Mm. and Mm. it's very humbling to work with them and Mm. they're courageous um, living on the edge as they do Mm. Um, that journey and how they and, and how they cope with that journey mm. of of not knowing if you know well none of us really know when we when we could pass away or not but you know that journey of and some of them you know valuing life and valuing each day and mm. and and living with the stress of you know whether yeah. or not they're going to be here tomorrow or not and they have yeah. families as well and yeah uh, yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's hard. It's mm. big stuff, mm. Mm. but also not letting it define them, and they still have lives and still having a life around that treatment and that diagnosis, mm. and learning to live with it or despite. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. And Donna. I'd love to just finish with yes. in closing, finishing on a lighter note with yes. your art and alcohol sessions. Yes. <laughs> um, so for, um, Jane runs a, once a month um, this wonderful evening called Art and Alcohol. Um, most people are driving, so the alcohol is, you know, a glass, a glass or two of wine. Yeah. Um, whilst we paint, and yes. um, and it's an opportunity, for, as you say, for people to come along and just play with paint. And yet, yes. everybody leaves with something they love. Um, Hopefully. Oh, I think I think they do. <laughs> 
tell us a little what what sort of made you think about doing that because it's such a wonderful way just to relax and um yes. and again be creative yes mm. well it's just another way of helping people isn't it because mm. how often as adults do we give ourselves permission to play and mm. just play and not have to think about the outcome mm. and also i just um felt like you know i love art i love mixing paint mm. and i just think you know when, when we were children we were so free, you know, when we were two, three-year-olds, we just picked up a brush. It's a form of expression. And there's so much judgment around art. You know, if you hear music, you will just move to music and you won't worry about, well, oh, I'm no good, I'm not a dancer. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And yet with art, there's so much judgmental energy around it of, I can't do it. Mm. Of course we can. It's a form of expression. Mm. And, you know, like... it. Art can be anything. It doesn't have to be photorealistic in order to be a beautiful form of expression. Mm. And just enjoy enjoying uh, colour, colour, and um, just enjoying the paint is something that I wanted to share with people. And so it's mm. like inner child work, but that doesn't mm. sound very exciting. It doesn't sound much fun, does it? Oh, it's a fantastic <laughs> evening, I think. And it is. It's like meditation, yeah. and mm. hopefully it's mm. fun. Mm. And, you know, mm. and, and the alcohol is just meant to make people feel more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yes, we don't all leave here rolling out. No. <laughs> rolling out the door. But you could, if you yeah. share the driving, you know, if you exactly. share the driving with friends, yes. then, you know, just yes. relax about it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah, doing it with friends and yeah. just having some fun. Mm. So if people want to contact you, Jane, and yes. for any of the any of these wonderful things, what's the best way for them to do that? How can they find you? Um, I tend to be more word of mouth, really, but mm-hmm. I do have a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Jane Hodgett. Jane Hodgett at AT, mm-hmm. um, Inner Soul, which is my... Um, mm. I'll put your I'll put your um, Facebook link and website up on the um, um, on the show notes. And I have a website, yeah. but I'm in the process of re re rethinking that. Right. Okay. I do have a website which is um, InnerSoul www.innersoul.com. Great. Dot Lovely. Lovely. Um, Fabulous. Well, thank you. I'm also on the Natural Therapies webpage, so I've had right. people often find me there. Okay. Okay. Um, Excellent. Yeah. I'm so grateful to you. Okay, it's, been a wonder, you. it's been a wonderful chat, it really has, and um, lots of insights. And I highly recommend coming along to see Jane. And um, she's a beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. Thank and you. um, you're, and you, you're just here to, you know, to make a difference to others, and that's fabulous. So, yes, I like being um, I like helping people. You do. Yeah. Mm, lovely. Thank you so much, Jane. Thank you. Thank you for joining Jane and I on the Remarkable Podcast today. If you'd like to contact Jane or find out more about what she does, you can contact her through Facebook uh, and her website details are on the show notes. You can also see them if you go to www.theremarkablenesspodcast.com and look under episodes. As always, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with others. And I'd love any comments you might like to leave on the website too. See you next time. <laughs>